You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning and welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. It's a beautiful Tuesday, April 27th. So glad you could take time out of your busy day to join us as we get into the Word of God. It's going to be a lot of fun. Love getting into the Bible. I have a co-host today. His name is Pastor Christian Hurston. And what we do is on our own, we get it, we read a chapter, spend some time in the Word. Then we come down to the studio here at the Maryland campus, the East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about really wherever God leads us in the chapter, kind of what whatever pops that morning. We, the Bible says every word of God is God-breathed. And I believe that was the verse out in front of the, uh, I was over at the avenue. I stopped by the avenue uh, this weekend, this last weekend, and they had that on the back of the sign for the cafe as you went out Yeah. about every word of God is God breathed. It was a different translation, of course, So I, but I translated it, you back, know what it was. back into a good one. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. And uh, it just speaks to me, and I am so grateful that the word of God's alive. Yeah. And it speaks to us, and, and even though... I change, or the world around us changes. The God is God; He never changes. He's not a man that He could lie. And so, this word's eternal. It's true, and it's powerful. And so, God can speak to you in a fresh way every day. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Excited to be here. And when you said that, something kind of just jumped in my spirit. Is if you are like me and you love to kind of get things done, sometimes my my Bible time can be like, all right. I got it done. I read it. I I got the checkbox and my Bible app and I got my streak is I was really challenged by Pastor Ray Goolsby on this. He's like, you know, sometimes I'll just get stuck in a verse for like three weeks. And I'm like, that's never happened in my life, but I would like to do that. And God has been able to take a couple of verses that have literally rocked my world. Like one of the toughest ones that he's ever given me is godliness with contentment is great gain. And Probably a few thousand times I've needed to mull on that one, oh, yeah, and sure. it came up again yesterday. And I was like, "Lord, you're still doing some work. You're yeah. you're rounding off the edges. You're you're working some things out." And so, as you do your Bible study and read through, or in Luke six today, maybe if there's a verse that sticks out to you, don't be so quick to just get to the next chapter, but maybe spend a little time and ask God, God, breathe on this. What what do you want to say to me through that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a great thing to do, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with just reading, and that's part of what this is kind of a mix of. Yeah, is we read a chapter, which is quite a bit. You know, if I was doing a sermon on Sunday morning, I obviously wouldn't do the whole chapter. Yeah, fifty verses. You know, um, there are churches though that just go through the Bible yeah. verse by verse. You yeah, know, remind of Calvary Chapel. Yeah, right down the street from us up here Absolutely. on Merritt Island, they've done that for for a long time, and it's powerful. Yeah. And this is that. We go through one chapter at a time and read it, but it's a pretty good-sized lump. So, you know, a lot of especially in Luke, there's a lot of content. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we have 49 verses in this chapter, and I think it averages 52 or something. Yeah. Forget what it was, but there's some some like, like right up at 80 in, in Luke, which is awesome. But uh, there's something in here that's going to speak to you. Absolutely. If you, if you hang in there and read it. Yeah. And then I, what I do is I sit down and have breakfast. I play it on, you know, I play it. I love that. I listen to it in a couple of translations. And then I sit down and read it, spend some time with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's cool. Well, if you want to stay involved, the easiest way is our East Coast app. You can get that on the Apple, Google, Play Store. It's just titled East Coast app. There's a blue background with the white East Coast logo. Or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. You can go in there for info, for events, past sermons, morning breath episodes. You can also follow us on social media, just East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321 321- 452-1060. And we would be honored to either email or mail out a morning breath devotion guide or anything you might ever want to know. Yeah, be great. So we're going to read the New King James. We only have the marriage night or do we No, we have two big events. We got a up. big event coming up okay, right let's on the do corner. Those real quick. Yeah, so May 5th, we have our Vieira groundbreaking ceremony. This is going to be on Wednesday. Is that a Wednesday night? Yeah. It's no, Wednesday at 10 a.m. So oh. we already did a prayer service oh. back on the 28th that we did for the church for everybody to, excuse me, on the 18th. But this is one that's more of like a, a corporate one where our God, builders yeah. oh, there yeah, and yeah. in the county and the yeah. media. It's got to be during work hours so yeah. it doesn't inconvenience any of those people yep. that are coming. Yep. They need to be there. For sure. From the county who yeah. work there and all that so shit. So this is the official helmets cool. on and shovel in the ground and it's going to be very, very exciting. So the, the building is moving forward. have a golden shovel? Yeah, absolutely. Are you serious? I promise you. A golden it's shovel? already been done. Can I melt it down when we get done? Well, let's spray in painted gold. I found oh. out. Spray painted. Okay. Spray painted yeah, well, gold. You know, but we'll have hard hats with East Coast logos, and it's going to look sharp. And there's going to be a special celebration that, because it does happen to be Cinco de Mayo, we believe in loving life. It's one of our you know vision statements for, for East Coast for the year. So we're going to be loving life that day, too, after the celebration. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. It'll be really yeah. good. And then, of course, the marriage night on May 7th. Go to the website oh, yeah. for all that information. Yeah. Or it's the like 6 to 10.30 for the marriage night. It is. It's going to be yeah. a fun-packed night. We got dinner there, though. Yeah. We're going to have a mechanical bull. Yep. Child care is $10 for however many kids yeah. you have. Don't look at me that way. You're married. You got to be there. Yeah. You, you got you got the money? Uh, yes. You sure? I don't have the kids, though, so. So you don't have to pay for those. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Me Nick's neither. first marriage conference has an <laughs> attendee, not a worker. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We didn't allow him come to work at it, did we? No. No, we don't want no single guy in there. I thought he might have maybe come and helped nope. outside with some nope. yard games. Nope. No yard games. Yeah. We play lawn darts with Nick. He's a yeah. target. Yeah. Let's move on quick. Uh, all, all right. right. This digresses anymore. Luke six. Yeah. So, like I said, forty nine verses. Where where do you want to break? Twenty three, twenty twenty five or twenty six is a good break for me. Really? Or I can what go a little translation bit you read? I'm going to be reading Eugene Peterson's message translation. Oh, you better check where that where that good break is. Twenty four is good. Yeah, also, that's what I was going to say. Twenty four is a perfect spot. How about I you? Twenty four. I think I knew the message broke there. How do you think I knew that? Smart man. Well, no, I've done this with somebody who read the message before. Yeah. Let's do it. I got All my right. message, my message mark right there. I must say unto you, <laughs> read sah. Now it happened on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the grain fields, and his disciples plucked the heads of grain and ate them, rubbing them in their hands. And some of the Pharisees said to them, Why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? But Jesus answering them said, Have you not read this, what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he went into the house of God, took and ate the showbread, and gave some to those with him, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath that they might find an accusation against him. Excuse me for a moment. 
Uh, but he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? And when he looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. But they were filled with rage and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Now, it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Peter and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot. Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tor tormented by unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. But he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples and said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and revile you and cast you out, or excuse me, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. Verse 24. Verse 24. But it's trouble ahead if you think you have it made. What you have is all you'll ever get. And it's trouble ahead if you're satisfied with yourself. Yourself will not satisfy you for long. And it's trouble ahead if you think life's all fun and games. There's suffering to be met and you're going to meet it. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. Excuse me. What's going around this, yeah. this reading? To you who are ready for truth, I say this. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you on the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit for tat stuff. Live generously. Here's a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a, a pat on the back? Run-of-the-mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of palm brokers do that. I tell you, love your enemies, help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way your father lives towards you, generously and graciously. Even when we're at our worst, our father is kind. 
you be kind also. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures, criticizing their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back, but not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessings. Giving, not getting is the way. Generosity begots generosity. He quoted a proverb, can a blind man guide a blind man? Wouldn't they both end up in the ditch? An apprentice doesn't lecture the master. The point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this, I know better than you mentality again, playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your own part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. You don't get wormy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of an apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. Why are you so polite with me, always saying, yes, sir, and that's right, sir, but never doing a thing I tell you? These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements for your standard of living. They are foundation words, words to build a life upon. If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst the banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it and it was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them out in your lives, you're like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the swollen river comes crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. Amen. Amen. You were having fun listening to me oh read that message. Gosh. Eugene Peterson was That's having a good longest, time. That's the longest four verses I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I kid you not, 35. The body language across the table was great, guys. I oh, had to hold I, it I've together. Ne- I've never in my life heard four verses seem so long. Pastor Dan's eyes rolled so far oh, up in his gosh. head. Oh, my gosh. I was like, come on, Eugene. Just say it, dude. <clears throat> Spit it out. What are you and saying? And I couldn't track with you on the change. I was mm. trying to follow New King James, yeah. but my verse 25 I, change. It's like we were reading different uh, different, different language. Different Bibles. <laughs> different language. I, I think that was German. Yeah. I think you've got that one from his... Grandmother. Nick's grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Oma. 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 I used to say that to my mother. Yeah. Oma. Oma. Do I have to take out the trash? Make me a fried bologna sandwich. Oma. Make me. Yeah. No, I didn't like. I didn't like him. My dad did. Okay. Let's. uh, What do you want to? What do you want to? I don't know. This. This just stood out to me as a little simple thing. Um, but uh, I'm gonna share it right. Right, real quick. Anyway, verse 17. Yeah. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples. Yeah. I don't know. And it just it just struck me how how Jesus has always come down Yeah. to my level. At our level. To reach me. That's cool. Um, and he still does today. I mean, you know, when you think about, you know, the, the creator of the universe— Became a baby and all yeah. of that part of him coming down. Yeah. But that God every day 
is in so many ways humbling himself, uh, just speaking with us. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, would you, how far would you go for an ant on the sidewalk? <laughs> you know, that's, and the difference between you and an ant as you walk down the sidewalk yeah. is great. But the difference between God and, and you is greater. Mm-hmm. But yet God, you know, doesn't relate to us like ants. And I please yeah. don't misunderstand anything I'm saying. But just trying to get that in perspective of how what a what an honor or what an incredible blessing it is that the God of the universe wants to speak into our lives. Yeah. Wants to have hands on care uh with those we love around us that we pray for. And uh, I don't know, just thought thought it was powerful. That and, is. And then uh, it ends up saying uh, the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out of him and he yeah. healed them all. All of them. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He didn't that leave anybody fun. out. Yeah. So that stood out to me again. That's just like a character of God yeah. issue. You want you to know, know the heart of God. Yeah. He's going to come down, meet you where you're at, yeah. and he's going to heal you. I also felt that same character of God about the guy with the withered hand. Yeah. That he was willing to take on all the religious folks. For the sake of this guy who needed healing in their in his body, yeah, and uh, it just seemed like that's the way things were going. He stood up for his disciples when they were accusing them of eating on the Sabbath because yeah. or harvesting on the Sabbath. I think the message called yeah. it. Yeah, did didn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, uh, you know, wow, Lord, you know, it, he's just standing up. He's willing to take it on. Yeah, he's he not. Just yeah, right up the front. And, yeah, for the one. You know, jumps in there and. You know, he's willing to even give a guy like Judas a chance. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, those things stood out to me today, just about his character and, and that. And then it the, gets a bit more theological as you go on. Yeah. Verse 26 was really good to me. Message says, there's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. Your task is to be true, not popular. Yeah, and hold I, it right there. Dude, yeah. Now, everybody, remember how many words that was. Yeah. In the New King James, it says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. <laughs> Boom. Same we're thing. We're done. It's like a Hebrew oh, yeah. word. It just it's, said the whole thing. Oh, right. my gosh. It, it yeah. is a very flowery, but, yeah. but your point is... Yeah, it's so good. It's just trying to... We need to avoid trying to live for the approval of people. In our in the world that we live in today, it's so easy. And a lot of people will deal with this is depending on what your situations with your father, you know, whether you're a male or female, is having approval from a dad. And moms are incredibly important. But a lot of times people will chase that approval from yeah. their boss, from their career, from yeah. these other situations, the the car that they drive or the watch on their wrist or the boat that they have. It's all about trying to like, hey, look at me. Am, have I made it yet? Have I doing good enough yet. And when you do that, it's always going to leave you unsatisfied. It's insatiable. Whereas you realize that your your daddy God is proud of you mm-hmm. and that he loves you regardless of what your actions are, is that then you can stop chasing those things for the wrong reasons. Because there's times that you can be in the church or be in a career or be in life and you're doing good things, but for the totally wrong reasons. And Jesus speaks to that. He's like, I don't have a place for that. Like those works and those actions, you know, and it's not what I was looking for because your heart was wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, really cool. And I think, you know, it's really to some kind of uh, verse 26 up, it's a f- based on the fear man. Yeah. You know, you you so care uh, what people think of you that you're afraid they'll disapprove of you. Yeah. And so you become a chameleon. Yeah. 
and uh, that was the way I always grew up. I grew up lying a lot and yeah. always trying to impress and yep. and all those types of things. It's not. It's super unhealthy. Oh yeah, lose track of what's real and what isn't, yeah. and it's a. Uh, it's no way to live. Uh, I think it's interesting here, you know, just again the character of God in. Uh, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, yeah. bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Uh, it goes on to say, even if they punch you, yeah. you know, slap you, turn, turn, turn the other cheek. Um, it's it just, it's just powerful, you know. It's not the way normally. We respond most of the time in a, you know, when somebody conquers a people, they become slaves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, here it says, do good to your enemies. Yep. Love your enemies. And it reminds me of, for example, Japan today, uh, Germany, to use countries from World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Korea, the Korean War. Oh, yeah. You know, what, um, what, we did to rebuild and restore nations of the world, just powerful. And I think that's part of why there's still a blessing on America yeah. is those principles that the godly principles are established on. They've actually come out in our nation, you know, and I'm, I'm, I come from like, you know, the old white guy, Republican kind of background. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I do think there's a lot of love and life in being generous in in being careful to accept the orphan and the foreigner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all those things are tough because, yeah, I think we should protect our borders, yet let's not get to the place where we're not allowing and making room for people to come into our nation. That's what our whole country is founded upon. <laughs> exactly right. My my we're all my mom is from England or was oh, yeah. from England. She immigrated and became a citizen. Yeah. I know exactly what that means because yeah. my mom did that. Yeah. My wife's grandfather and whole family, three uncles and, and one aunt, all immigrated yeah. to America and became citizens. You know, Ellis Island, you know, the Statue of Liberty, the whole oh, nine yeah. yards. There's a right way to do it, though. Mm-hmm. And a wrong way to it's do honorable. it. So I've got some I've got some strong opinions that way, but we've got to be careful. We don't lose the mercy, yeah. the love. You know, you do good. Love what? What does it say? Love your enemies, and what's it say? Do good. So mm-hmm. I know I know how to love my enemies by doing something, not just you know. Oh, well, I love him. Yeah, uh, actually, you, do you got, good. Action helps both of you. Yeah, and I'll just say this real quick. When I go and buy a gift wrap present or some crazy thing like the message said for someone that's my enemy that does something in me yeah not only for them hopefully oh yeah big time in our hearts too yeah we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute you are listening to the morning breath podcast from east coast christian center we will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Sounded almost like me playing the piano there. Sounded good. Really, no, it didn't. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool sound. Yeah, so we're going to close out here with something that's definitely applicable. Is we're in the middle of building a building, oh. and we're thinking about foundations, and I'm yeah. actually finishing up a home. So we're closing on a house at the end of May, and we were fortunate that the foundation was already laid when we kind of walked into this project. But in verse 47 and 48, says, Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom I'm like. He's like a man building a house who dug a deep dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when the flood arose and the the steam the stream beat vehemently against the house, could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. And this is a great reminder for us. It's just your foundation. Let everything be upon Jesus. Don't let it be on your 401k. 
Don't let it be on your family heritage. Don't let it be on just all the other things that we could look to for our source of strength and for our pride, but let it be on Jesus, and he'll never disappoint you. He said earlier in the chapter, like, don't be foolish and think you're not going to have troubles. Things are going to happen, but I'm here with you through it all. Yeah, beautiful portion of Scripture. I think it's it's powerful. Back in the day, when I first became a Christian, this is going to be like in 1979, uh, that that timetable, there was a song called "Build Your House on the Rock." Okay, and I just challenge you to go look it up. Oh yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it was a cool old song. It was done by a group of guys from Rama in, uh, oh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Anyway, so it was kind of cool, and uh, we used to go around singing it all the time. But what I loved about that song, really, the reality is, it taught me this truth, and it taught me to always base what I do, and that's kind of what it means by "Build Your House on the Word, on the Rock, on cool. Jesus." Base what you do on Jesus. See ya, Chris. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Nick, bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.